Welcome back. So I wanted to announce that this is the finale episode for season two. Woohoo! It has been a really great time this summer. Leanna and I have been honored to be able to share our lives, a little bit of our lives and our thoughts with you all. And we love this podcast and we cannot wait for season three. So this episode is going to help you define how not to be of this world even when we live in this world. So the first part, we're going to be diving into how to build a strong foundation in the word of God. Back to the roots, um, back to the gospel. Number two, we're going to talk to you all about how to, to continue to cultivate godly character and values. And number three, we're going to talk about how to seek community as you walk down this narrow road. So listen on. Hey y'all, welcome to the Simple Mission Podcast. My name is David. And I am Leanna. And And we're we're the Bonds. We are newlyweds in our 20s, living for Jesus while just being real and open about our life. Figuring out your mission from God does not have to be complicated. Rather, it's simple. We bring you along as we talk about relationship, family, marriage, college life, simple living, and business. We pray that this podcast is a blessing to your life as we learn together every week and maybe have some laughs along the way. (laughs) Thank you for listening to this episode, you guys. So we'll see you all next year. Bye. Bye. (laughs) I'm just kidding. So like David said, this is our last episode for the season. And don't worry, we will be back really soon. It's... Uh, we wanted to take a short break so that we can kind of just take a step back and uh, really come out with some really good content for next time we come back with our season for the podcast. But we are um, available on submission.com uh, if you want some more blog posts for dinner focus and uh, put our energies into our blog, which has been a little bit neglected since we've been doing the podcast. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, so, what else? <laughs> um, so yeah, so we're not going anywhere, and we might also throw in some really cool bonus episodes. Yeah, yeah, sure. As well, Could too. To but, but we are going to take a break, you know, uh, like Leanna said, and kind of, um, re- recuperate. But, um, since this is the last episode, you know, we kind of wanted to end it with a bang, and... Uh, we are going to be talking about how we're not meant to be really of this world. And so, um, you know, we kept thinking about like what we're going to record for this episode. And we kept going back and forth. We and one, really... of the, one of the ideas we had was like how to have joy in the midst of circumstances. And I was like, David, we've already talked about this. So we need to go out like hardcore so that people can remember what we talked about, you know, and be ready, you know, in their own life. And then they're coming back more strong whenever we come back with our podcast. So I wanted to end it really strong, but it's going to be really hard to talk about this topic of not being of this world because there's a lot of Christians out there. And obviously me and David are not perfect, but there's a lot of Christians out there that think that they can live um, whatever... Uh, their heart desires in their world because that's what the world tells us but the bible is the opposite so that's what we're going to talk about 
Yeah, so, and, you know, as believers in um, Jesus and in the Bible, like, you know, uh, we have to stand out and we have to, like, choose, like, different things, like, live differently, say things differently, uh, you know, no matter really what the world says or whether it's dumb or, or, you know, you're not living in a modern way or, you know, you're arrogant and you're not following the crowd of, you know, or your own heart. And so, you know, whether you believe in Jesus or not, you know, there's always something that we follow that we based our lives on. And so let's dive right into our first parable. Okay. So the first parable ties into what part one is going to be about, which is your foundation is the word of God. You know, spoiler alert. But... The parable ties into that. So he wanted to explain that first before he took that paper away from me. <laughs> so it's Luke 6, 47 through 49. Everyone who comes to me and hears my words and does them, I will show you what he is like. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. And when a flood arose, a flood arose, the stream broke against the house and it could not shake it because it had been well built. But the one who hears and does not do them is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation. And when the stream broke against it, immediately it fell, and the ruin of that house was great. So, David, you're the one that picked out that passage. Do you want to talk a little bit more about it? Yeah, so. Um, I think like whenever you like want to build your foundation, like on the word of God, um, Jesus was telling this parable and I really, truly feel like that, that Jesus is the foundation, you know, and the word of God is the foundation. So he was kind of like talking about himself. He was like, oh, like, but he didn't really, you know, he's not going to like give you like, oh, I am the foundation. He kind of gives you with stories, right? And so um, I feel like in this passage, it's really, really powerful um, because there are there are people that want to try to build the house first and then build the foundation last. Like mm-hmm. they want to start with the roof and then they want to start with the foundation, like in their own lives. And, you know, and the Bible says, like, Jesus literally told his disciples that, look, it's going to it's going to fall and it's going to be a great fall. So when it can it also be the foundation if it, it if not right. It can be a wrong foundation. Yeah. And then they build upon that too. Right. And so this podcast episode is how we aren't meant to be of this world. So check this out. If Jesus is saying this to the disciples and he's telling the story, that means that the man who built his house on the ground without a foundation was a man of the world. Ooh, yeah, that's true. So, or a woman of the world. And so, because, you know, when the streams come, when the waters come, or or when the wind comes, it it said it immediately fell. So, basically, what I'm trying to say is, is that if those of us that are, have foundations of this world, you're most likely going to get disappointed. You know, uh, whenever you fall, it's going to be like a really great fall. And I'm not saying like, you know, like Christians or those that follow Christ won't ever fall. We will. And it's, and it's, it's, it's very difficult too. 
but you you know that if you're a Christian or a believer and that and that you have a relationship with Christ, that when you do fall, that the Lord will be there to catch you and he'll be able to be there to help you get back on your feet. That's the difference. Mm-hmm. In the world, whenever you fall, the world doesn't care. And they could give two craps about you and about what your little world is. And that's just the way it is. And, and it's sad. And I've seen it over and over again. And I've read books about it. Many people um, usually fall really hard whenever they, they basically build their house of the world. Are you loving this podcast? Let's talk about Patreon. It is a way for you to connect with us and support our mission. By giving at least $3 a month, you can help us keep the podcast ad-free and we can continue to serve you with the content that we know that you love. If you go to Patreon, sign up and support us. Leanna and I definitely want to bless you back with free gifts. For more info, visit patreon.com slash thesimplemission. Yeah, so another point, another side point that David had mentioned was um, whenever you fall, it's almost as if if you're, you don't even have to be a believer to know what the word of God is. Like people in this world know what the Bible is, but they won't read it or they won't um, like follow it. So it's almost as if David brought up the point of like, well, you're just going to fall and no one's going to be there to attach you. And then that's when you'll realize that there's something missing in your life. Like your life is still empty. Even if you have everything that you wanted, even if you had the perfect life, like there's always going to be something that's missing in your life. And that is Jesus Christ. So yes. Amen. (laughs) So, um, so basically, you know, with that, though, you know, so this is all about, you know, um, your foundation of, is the word of God. So what's really interesting is that, like, to be able to truly build your foundation in the word of God, that means that you have to actually get in the word of God and, like, read it and study it and spend time with the Lord. So I think a lot of people say, oh, like my foundation is of Jesus and of the word of God, but they don't even know what the word of God says. Right. They just, they just, they just have... follow the teachings of people online yeah. or pastors and they don't even get into it themselves. Yeah. So I encourage you that what we're talking about here is the foundation of the word of God that you have to seek for. You know, it's, it's your choice. Um, you know what? And it's really cool because God gave us that choice to, right. to seek that. So if you seek that, most likely you're going to find it, you know, and um, it's really cool. Um, and so we have another verse from 2 Timothy 3, uh, 16 through 17. And do you want to read it? I'll read it. It says that all the scriptures is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. So it's one of my favorite verses. Um, it's because that some people can argue that the Bible is written by human, so that the Bible is like void, like or anything in the Bible isn't true or it's not applicable to today's modern standards. Um, but it says that it's the the word is breathed out by God Himself. Like He 
um, like put the Holy Spirit in all of these people to write all all the books in the Bible, and it's profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and training in righteousness. So, if you're gonna be a or try to be um become a righteous person living for the Lord. You can't live like the world because the world is literally opposite of what the Bible says. And so, first of all, you have to believe everything in the Bible is true. That's literally like the first step. You have to believe that the Bible is true, that it's the word of God, that that is what you're going to base your life on. Um, and it's applicable for every Christian, even if, if it's the opposite of everything that the world does. Yeah. So, um, I guess, first of all, I guess if, if somebody's listening and they're like, Hey, you know, how do I get started? How do I even like know that the word of God is right or that it's all true? First of all, you need to um, get yourself a Bible. First is the first step I'd say. (laughs) And not an online Bible app. Yeah. So, you know, it's better off to have like a physical Bible. Um, you know, it's definitely uh, worth the money and there's a lot of options out there. There's some for like nine ninety nine, really, yeah, and there's some for like $59.99. You know, there's just like different options, but get yourself a Bible and, um, you know, first of all, start by... Or dust off the one that you have already. Yeah. Or, you know, dust off the one you have and begin to read it. And try to establish a, a routine or a habit to spend time with God every day, you know. And so that's how you get started with kind of like what we're talking about. Like, oh, like David and Leanna, like, how do I get started? You know, like, how did y'all get started? And that's how we got started, like, as a couple, you know, um, probably like on our first day, first like night of our week or night of marriage, like we, you know, like read the Bible together and like we had our morning routine uh, we kind of began that without even knowing that. <laughs> and so we like read the Bible together. We like read a devotional together early in the morning. And we've done that really ever since. And, and it's been really good. You know, that's our time with the Lord uh, as a couple and as individuals. And we've learned so much yeah. about that. And whenever we don't spend time in that, you know, usually there's some days either we get up late or we're traveling or something where we don't spend a whole lot of time. And, and- God is fine with that. You know, like he's not going to be like, you didn't get up at, 5 a.m. to like read my word and talk to me yeah. god understands like what's yeah. going on in our life so. but i will say it is weird because you you start to crave that you know and so um yeah so that's kind of one thing and we also have a really cool episode about our morning routine in the first season, season. so yeah so um one thing about the bible is that you can tend to the more you read the bible the more you get into it the more you realize, if, if you were living in the world, like of the world, and that's fine, and then you're finally reading the Bible again, going back to, to God first and not putting yourself first or what you want, then you just, you kind of see the differences in what the world tells you and what the Bible says. So like one of the verses I wanted to bring up is Colossians uh, uh, 2.8, and it's the Passion Translation. So it says, Beware that no one distracts you or intimidates you in their attempt to lead you away from Christ's fullness by pretending to be full of wisdom when they are filled with endless arguments of human logic. 
for they operate with humanistic and clouded judgment based on the mindset of this world system. Wow. And not of the anointed truth of the anointed one. Wow. So um, I actually found that today as I was finishing up the outline and the Passion Translation really like brought it to full circle of, you know, the world will tell you all of these things. Oh yeah, this is perfect. Like everyone else is doing it. Um, You just need to chase your happiness and follow your dreams. But all of those things will lead you unfulfilled, empty, even if you're living of the world, even if your social media platform looks perfect, it's like it's only a highlight reel. Um, and it's just a worldly thing. It's not something to be fulfilled by other than Jesus himself, uh, other than the word itself. So Wow. Yeah, so that's like super good and like I really like how like that verse says to, you know, for they operate with humanistic and clouded judgments, you know, based on the mindset of the world system. It's crazy. And they're, and not the anointed truths of the anointed one. That's my favorite part. Yeah. You know, because it's true. Like, you know, um, it's, it's crazy. Once you, I guess once you realize that you can walk with the anointed truth and the anointed one, you'll be able to really tell, you'll have a very clear distinction on, you know, what's humanistic and basically uh, your your mindset of the world system will be more alert, mm-hmm. I guess, on like, okay, this is of the world. And so, but to be able to understand that, you have to be able to have a good foundation, a strong foundation in the word of God. And to be able to have a strong foundation in the word of God, you've got to get in the word of God <laughs> to be able to build a strong foundation and to be able to be anointed by the anointed one and to not have the mindset of the world system. Mm -hmm. It's backwards and forwards. So So, one thing, one thing that, um, David, as David was saying this, um, I just thought of this for not to bring this up is that if you're of the world, the world is going to love you. They're going to be like, praise you. And, um, not to bring up politics, but I'm not going to mention any name, but if a person has a certain uh, point of view and they stay on the internet people attack them this is horrible you're a horrible person you're against this and this and that but in the word of God what that person said aligned with the word and that's why the world is going to hate you and people are going to attack you because they believe in the world system not the bible system and so the opposite of it is if you agree with everything that the world says, um, if you're for this person and, you know, the election coming up, they're like, praise you, all, all of these things you're saying is wonderful. And, <laughs> and David's like, wow, um, it's so true. And they, no one is going to attack you, but what are you going to get at the end of your life? You know, are you going to go to heaven or somewhere else because of that? Um, it, it's really, really um, crucial to understand that when you follow the word of God, the world is going to hate you. They're not going to love you at all. You're going to stand out. And that's the point of this episode is standing out is sometimes not very fun. It can be very scary. It can be very um, uncomfortable. So um, I think I mentioned this passage on an earlier episode I don't know which one 
But um, it's First John two fifteen through seventeen. So David, would you read this one? Yes. So it says, "Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in them. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of eyes, and the pride of life, comes not from the Father, but from the Word. Excuse me." comes not from the Father, but from the world. There we go. The world and its desires pass away, but whoever does the will of God lives forever. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's a powerful verse. Mm -hmm. I like it. So what we're trying to do in this little first part is to give you all the try to, to start to give you all a little bit of, of what the word of God says about, about, about building a foundation. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we've got uh, a verse from Luke, which is like all about that. And then, you know, second Timothy, first John Colossians and Matthew. I mean, that's like five main verses. And there's a lot more in there that talk about building a foundation. Oh, yeah, way more. Understanding the word of God mm-hmm. and understanding the gospel and understanding truth. And so, yeah, so um, this first part, we wanted to, again, build a foundation for the episode. So we have quite a, a few verses in there <laughs> to help us to move forward. Yeah. So the second part we're going to go into kind of follows it in a perfect way. And David has a perfect analogy when we get to part three that he's going to say is like amazing. We just talked about it before we recorded it, but he's going to say it after we talked about part two. So part two is building godly character and values. So for this one, it's a little bit difficult to like kind of talk about because it can be hard to like bring up, okay, what is something that God wants and desires? Um, it's something that you have to kind of really study the Bible about. Um, it's, you know, the, the important thing is like honoring him, seeking after him, doing his will, um, making, making sure that you produce good fruit and not bad fruits. Um, and beware of uh, worldly influence in your own life. Do you want to like add a little bit more to that? Um, yeah, so I think like with this one, this one is like basically you're kind of like on a house, you're like kind of building a frame and you might be putting up a wall or two, you know, um, and so like what I love about this, this section is that to, you know, once you have a good foundation in the word of God, your life begins to shine and you're like you become like a light in the world basically so and um you know maybe your character starts to change maybe you know your values start to change um and so which is like really good you know like if if you've had worldly values and worldly character you know like you're gonna see like a major difference because you know um hopefully god uh, has gotten a hold of you and um you want to be able to for him to get a hold of you too, you know, and completely change your life. And so, you know, what's really crazy is that the world can be and seem very loud at times. And Mm -hmm. if we are not careful, it can cloud or overshadow God. And so, which is really a unique and kind of crazy thought but let me kind of explain. So basically, you know, this year especially, in 2020, I feel like the world very much 
could have clouded out and overshadowed God by mm-hmm. like a million times fold. You know, I mean, even Leanna and I, you know, in the beginning of COVID, you know, we were worried, like we were anxious, we were maybe depressed, you know, and we definitely let the world get to us with that. And we let the enemy maybe seep in some and we began to lose sight in what God's mission and purpose is for our lives because we were too worried about the COVID and we were worried about like all of the stuff that happened after that. And then it's just crazy. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like a lot of people, you know, were not guilty of that, but they, they fell into that because yeah, it was, it was a bad trap and some people are still dealing with it. And, you know, and like, we understand, you know, like, like we, we all are, 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 are here for each other Mm -hmm. and, you know, and so, um, but that was crazy, you know? And so, Basically, like, if you're afraid of what the world says or does outweigh the fear of the Lord, then you probably need to, like, you know, check yourself. And so we had to check ourselves because Mm -hmm. the world was very loud. I mean, golly, I mean, it was everywhere. You could not get away from it. It was crazy. And and then the Lord, I feel like a lot of uh, Christians and churches and all of this slowly started to come back. And so... And now we're seeing, you know, like a lot of places are open and then, you know, um, a lot of places like are starting, people are starting to go again. People are starting to like find hope and find God in this crisis. One of the things I wanted to bring up, and I totally forgot to write this down, but every time we start recording, I remember. So I read a devotional, I think it was yesterday at the time of the recording, um, the, the devotional is, uh, it's called New Morning Mercies. I don't remember the author, but, um, he was talking about how we can be so fearful, but we need to let the fear of God to be stronger than the fear of the world, the fear of man, the fear of what anyone can do to us. And I just thought that was so clever of how he worded it. It like just put a light bulb in my head. Like, oh my gosh, like I did not ever realize this. And it says it's all over Proverbs, you know, the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. Um, so whenever you start to read the word a lot more, you start to see like God is sovereign in everything. God is in control of everything. God is in control of the, the pandemic that's going on. He saw it a million times coming, like, over and over again, um, he knows everything that happens in our life, it was not a surprise to him, um, so when I finally kind of, like, took a hold of that, I really just let all of my fears go, even though I still have some fears, the fear of God is what overshadows it all. Wow. Yeah, so which is really, really good. So, man, we're getting deep here on the Simple Mission podcast on the finale episode. So, um, yeah, so, but like, you know, like I said, like, we want to end with a bang. And um, next season, we've kind of talked about it a little bit, but we haven't announced it of when we're going to do it. But we really want to, you know, go more into like the gospel and like talk more about like salvation and talk a, a, like a lot more of about maybe like our testimonies. Um, and so, yeah, so be expecting that probably next season. And so, you know, but, um, but for right now, you know, so basically that let's, 
kind of share like a verse. Okay. I too. And with this, since we're basically talking about like, you know, foundation of the word of God and like the gospel and stuff. So, um, yeah. So John 15, 18 through 19 says, if the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. If you belonged to the world, it would love you as its own, which makes sense. As it is, you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. That is why the world hates you. Wow, that's crazy. And that's Jesus talking, by the way. Yeah, so that's Jesus, I guess, talking to his disciples. Mm-hmm. Or Yeah, so that's Jesus talking to his disciples about this. And um, it's crazy because he basically is saying, hey, you know, hey, guys, like the world has hated me first, which is crazy. So he's like, I took the brunt of it, you know what I mean? And then the world's going to hate you. It's because you don't belong in the world, you know? So we this is not our eternal uh, life. Like, we're not supposed to live on earth etern- for eternity, thank goodness. Right. And so, you know, um, and so that's why it's so chaotic sometimes and so fragile because this world is very fragile and yeah. it's not meant to be here forever right so, so one thing that i just thought of again it's not on here i don't remember what verse it is but uh it, jesus also said if anyone wants to follow after me he needs to deny himself pitch up the cross daily and follow me so that's one thing that i wanted to kind of point out as he said you know the world hates you keep in mind that it hated me first like the world is not like anything Jesus has said. He doesn't like anything about the Bible. Everything that the world is about, it's against the Bible. And so I liked how Jesus has said, like, you know, you're supposed to deny yourself. So deny yourself means, like, to deny, like, what you want to do, even though it's comfortable, or what you want to do because it's pleasurable, or what you want to do, blah, 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 blah. He said to deny yourself and to pick up his cross daily. Meaning that it's going to be a hard, hard journey the wow. whole the, the whole way yeah. of your life. You yeah, know? yeah. And so picking up your cross daily, what that means is, is being able to, you know, get in the word of God to build godly character and values. And then what's really cool is whenever Jesus said to pick up your cross daily, he was talking to a group of people. Mm-hmm. Which means they're all going to pick up their crosses daily and they're going to do it together. Yeah. So, which that's what we're going to talk about coming up, but that's going to be seeking community. So you can imagine like whenever Jesus told everybody he, that he's, everybody that he told to was like, wow, like I'm going to pick up, I'm going to pick up my cross daily. I'm going to pick up my cross daily. I'm going to pick up my cross daily. And then you have like all these people picking up their crosses daily Hey, there you go. That's how community is born. <laughs> but we're not there yet. So, yeah, so we want to talk about another verse, which is really, really powerful. And it's Matthew 13, 3 through 8. And uh, Leanna put this verse in here. And so do you want to read it? It's not a verse. It's a passage, a long passage. But I will read it. Um, so the the background on this, the reason why we brought this in here, in here is so... Um, to kind of explain, like, people do know the word. People say that they are Christian or they say that they follow Jesus or whatever. But they also believe in something else that is something that the world loves. 
and it's something that's against the Bible. So one thing I want, I told David, like people keep doing this. They keep, you can't put your own opinion in the Bible. You can't add anything to the Bible. You can't take anything out of the Bible. The Bible is the Bible. Um, you can't pick and choose what you like. Oh, I'm just gonna pick and choose I like this. And then, or you take away something. Oh, but I didn't like that. I don't agree with that. You know, everything in the Bible is true. You have to take all of it or nothing right so okay going into this passage um he told them a parable saying a farmer went out to sow his seed as he was scattering the seed some of them fell along the path and the birds came and ate it up some of them fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil it sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow but when the sun came up the plant were scorched and they withered because they had no roots. The other seed fell among the thorns, which grew up and chose the plants. And still other seed fell on this soil where it produced a crop a hundredfold. Um, so, since I read that, do you want to read the, the part where he explained what all of that meant? Yeah, so... Uh, the explanation of that is, is when anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in their heart. This is the seed sown along the path. The seed falling on the rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and once receives it with joy. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. And when trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. The seed falling on the, among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but the worries of this life and world and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word and make it unfruitful. But the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. Wow. I know that was a lot to take in. Let's like recap. So there are four different scenarios going on. One that was uh, stone on the path. So like David said, um, what does it say? Oh, uh, if anyone heard the message and did not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was stone in their heart right away. So like if they didn't understand it, they didn't really receive it, they're not going to understand it and like, the evil one is going to come back and just take it away what was sown in them. So that's the first part. The second part is when it falls on rotting ground. So what happened, David, since you're the plant man, if something were to be planted in rotty soil? It, well, what, it, usually, it usually grows, but then it just dies real quick because the roots have nothing to grab onto. And then it, like, burns up. It withers away, yeah, because it okay. just sits on rock. It doesn't, sit, it doesn't absorb the water. Right. Which is the living water. So the hey. third, I know, the third one is the one that fell among the thorns. So the thorns are like, you know, gonna hurt you and uh, and all that. Um, and he said that, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth shows it. So that's why we're saying you have to be very careful on who influences you, what influences you. If it's on the media or social media um, and they're saying a different kind of truth, 
or they say, oh, you have your own truth, or oh, you're, you deserve to be happy, then it's going to choke whatever you read about the Bible, and you're going to put your Bible away. Yeah, and so what we're, like, the choking, basically, in this Bible verse, and the story, and not being rooted, is, like, basically not having godly character and values. And not having a strong foundation. And not having a strong foundation. So this story really, really implicates both scenarios, both points that we're, we're making here is that, mm-hmm. you know, your foundation is, if your foundations of the word of God, and if you, if you're building godly character and values, you're, you're going to have good soil and your seed is going to fall and you will be able to understand it too in the word. And it's going to continue to build character and values. Mm-hmm. So. Cool. So, um, one one thing I wanted to point out before we like move on to this point is, you know, if you're listening and you feel like you have messed up so many times, how should dad love me? He will forgive you right where you're at. You can repent, turn away from your, whatever you're doing, your sin or whatever. It's n- never too late. Like God will receive you right where you're at. Um, I just wanted to bring up, uh, this is something that I always like read Every time I messed up in my life, but I know that God is still there for me, and I turn away. Um, Psalm 51 uh, is such a good chapter. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I'll just read some of it. And it's something that you can use as a prayer um, to repent, um, and God still loves you. Here's what it says. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love, according to your abundant mercy. Blot out my transgression. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence, and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and uphold me with a willing spirit. So that's verses 1 through 3 and 10 through 12. But there's way more in there, but I didn't add all of it. I wanted to say that. Oh, yeah, so if you're um if you're feeling like hey you know how how can the Lord love me I've messed up so many times you're living like the world and and you're living of the world you know you can always go to Psalm fifty one and pray that prayer you know mm-hmm. and the Lord's gonna listen so um so uh what's really cool about all this is I'm gonna kind of talk about um, an analogy here oh yeah this is the part I was telling you all about yeah so let's see so. The first part is, is that let's just say that, you know, you're wanting to like build a garden or you, you're wanting to build some sort of like a fruit tree or, um, you know, some sort of like a plant that you really want. And right now, you know, honestly, like gardening is, um, become very trendy because people are going back to like growth. Like, Hey, like, I want to grow my own food. You know, I can't rely on the grocery stores. I want to be able to, you know, cultivate and bring in a harvest and so imagine that imagine you putting really good soil down on the ground for a let's just say a fruit tree maybe um i don't know like oranges or bananas or something like that and so um you basically want to have really good soil the right ph levels all this stuff and then what you want to do is um you know it, it it needs water and so whenever you give it water and you give it a uh, food you know that's like I guess like diving into the word of God and then you start to understand it and you start to begin to like take it in. 
Um, but if you don't water it, it's just not going to live. So you can plant a seed, and then you, if you don't water it at all and it gets no sun, like the seed is not going to grow. It's just mm-hmm. going to sit there in the dirt and just sit and just look nice. <laughs> or get eaten by a bird. But anyways, um, and so, yeah, so that's kind of where it starts. So you, you, you're watering this plant, right? Okay, then the plant starts to grow. And it starts to build roots. And then that's when you're starting to build a little bit of character, right? Like godly character and values. So the tree's continuing to grow. You're still watering it with the word of God. You're still feeding it with the word of God. And the tree's growing. So this is you, right? Like imagine like you putting yourself in this like uh, parable or analogy. And then what happens is, is the tree or the, let's just say like a fruit tree becomes uh, very like large and it starts to try to produce fruit. So here's what's interesting. Um, most fruit trees or like bananas, they usually don't like to be alone. And this is what Leanna was talking about, about take up your cross and follow me. And this is about seeking community. So it's really cool how God created these like wonderful fruits um, for us to enjoy and for his creation to enjoy. But however, a lot of them do not like to be alone. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy because if you plant like a single tree, a fruit tree in particular alone, it will usually grow really big, but you'll have really big leaves, but you really won't have any fruit on it or the fruit will be really small and it won't taste very good. It'll be sour. And that is because the tree needs other trees to have really good fruit. Dang. So this is where we're going to come into the seeking community as you walk down the narrow road. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as, as humans, as we live in this world, it is important for us to find a community so that we can be able to share ideas to encourage one another to pray for each other so that we can bear even better fruit than before because if we're standing there alone our fruit is not going to taste good and it's it it happens in nature and it happens all the time uh humans do not like to be alone they need interaction and if you have the good kind of reaction with you know uh a very good community a christian community a godly community you know, your fruit is going to come off really good and really sweet. And the words off your tongue will be very nice. And um, you'll be able to gain wisdom and understanding and knowledge like like never before. And what's really cool is you won't be alone. So, which is really interesting. You know, during COVID, um, we all felt, I'm sure, alone um, some point in time. Even though I mean, you may have like 10 kids and you probably still felt alone, you know, in the, in the beginning or maybe now, you still feel alone, you know, and um, unfortunately, you know, depression and suicides and anxiety are on the rise like never before. They've never seen anything like this uh, since the past. Um, and 2020 has been a crazy year. And, you know, if you're feeling that way and, you know, you've maybe listened to this podcast and, you know, like you're still wanting more help, you know, like, Go to God first and seek help. And then if you still feel like that you need more help, then like go to someone and, you know, um, get help. You know, go see a psychiatrist or a life coach or something that will help you um, be able to get get your feet on the ground again. Yeah. 
And so that's what the trees are for. So basically, if you're all alone, and like imagine a fruit tree all alone, and he feels depressed, or he feels like he wants to commit suicide, and he has nowhere to turn to, no one to go to, he's probably going to do it. The tree's going to die. And so that's why it's so important as a community that we gather together as Christians um, and basically to to come together to bear better fruit. And that's how it works. Like I said, it works in nature. And um, yeah, it works with with us too. And so so one thing about this, which is really interesting, this little story, is we actually have one single orange tree in our backyard. And I kid you not, twice a year, those oranges are so good. They're so <laughs> sweet. And I was talking to um, one of my one of my uh, garden um, mentors uh, about it, and he's like, "Well, like look around. You should be able to see another orange tree in sight because they normally never grow well by themselves." Sure enough, the next door neighbor has one too. <laughs> I didn't and even so, know that. Yeah, and so they feed off of each other, like the pollen, like they cross pollinate. And so that's how it bears bigger, better fruit. Because there's another orange tree in the neighbor's backyard. It's one of the best orange juice you will ever have. <laughs> yeah, so like twice a year, we like gather all the oranges and we have a squeezer and we make homemade fresh orange juice for like a week. And it is so good. Yeah, but you have to do like five oranges for like two people. <laughs> yeah, I think it's like three per per like half a cup or something. It's crazy. Yeah. But anyways, but... So in that example, you know, like seek out a community of believers, you know, attend a Bible believing church, attend a Christian group or a club uh, in a school or a college, you know, basically seek out people that don't live like the world that are not of this world. So you won't feed off of them and become like the world. Dang. So uh, what he said was really great. I have nothing else to say. I'm just kidding. So, um, no, we, no, no, we want to hear what you had to say. Yeah, so for this last part, I'm only talking to the Christian people. Uh, if you're an unbeliever, you're listening, you're, you're fine with this because you're learning, like you're just now like listening. Maybe this is your first time hearing about the Bible. You know, you have your chance to come to the Word and learn it yourself. But if you are a Christian, you have to realize that we are meant to live this life that is very less traveled. Um, so there's a verse in Matthew seven thirteen through 14. It talks about, um, you know, living and walking this narrow road where hardly anyone walks through because it's so difficult, but it leads to eternal life. The first part says, really sad, um, the wide gate and broad path is the way that leads to destruction. Nearly everyone chooses that crowded road. So the thing is, if you see somebody that's like living this way, um, they're walking this road, there's like so many people on this road, hey, come on, they're like trying to ditch you over, hey, like everyone's doing it, um, don't take the easy road, um. It's so wide and everyone's going to be doing it. Um, even if everyone around you is doing wrong and you know it, you know that it's wrong. Or you're living a lifestyle that's wrong. If if you have a different political opinion and you stand out as a you know horrible person as a Christian. Or they're living together, they're not married yet, and, and you know that it's wrong. Or the media is saying things that are not only wrong, but it's against the Bible. It is so difficult to... 
see righteous people living the right way and not to be not to, not that they're not afraid but not to care about what the world says about them and we're not meant to please the world we're meant to please god um but taste the narrow road it's gonna be so difficult but it's gonna be so worth it it leads to eternal life it leads you to heaven where you can rejoice and praise god for the rest of your life it leads you to reunite with your loved ones that have believed in the word and died and have lived a righteous life and have passed away you just celebrate with them and praise god together and that is so worth it so just remember that if you're living the difficult road right now the journey right now um it, that is worth it wow so i hope you all enjoyed this last episode and uh leanna's gonna have the last word with that <laughs> well thank you and so you know we're really looking forward to um coming out with some new great content for season three uh, if you haven't yet, hop on uh, and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Like we would greatly appreciate it, and we love uh, all of the, you that have given a review. Um, and uh, you know, we love all of you that are listening, and we pray for y'all, um, and we pray for this podcast so much. And um, we're really looking forward to closing out the season, season two, and Leanna. Yeah, so um, if you want any updates on when the uh, episode will come out, when the season's going to come out, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Simple Mission. Make sure, I just want to remind y'all, if y'all haven't been following us, go ahead and follow us. We will let you know there. Yep, so we'll see y'all later. Bye-bye. Hey, are you still listening? Thank you for listening to this episode. Why don't you do yourself a favor and subscribe or follow the Simple Mission podcast so that you won't miss out on new episodes. To connect with us, simply visit our website at thesimplemission.com slash connect. Until then, we can't wait to connect with you. See you next time.